mighty God, we are just so excited to be in your presence on this first Sunday in 2016. Speak to our hearts and our minds, God. May you be glorified in all that's done and said. May your people be blessed, for it's in the wonderful name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. I invite you to turn with me to the third chapter of the book of Philippians. I want to read just one of the verses that Pastor Stevens read earlier. And that is verse 13. Reading from New King James Version, we find these words recorded. Brethren, he's speaking to the church. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. I have not arrived yet. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I want to preach today from the subject, starting clean in 2016. Would you say that with me? Starting clean in 2016. There is something about a new year that is exciting. Am I right about it? It's sort of like, to me, it's kind of like the first day of school. You're in a brand new classroom. You got a new teacher. Whatever happened last year is, is over and done with. And you got a fresh start. And as one of my instructors said, she said, everybody in this class has an A+. It's up to you to keep it. That felt really good. Brand new start. And so today, I want to talk about starting clean in 2016. Because Paul gives us a couple things that we need to do in this one verse if we are going to start clean in 2016. First, if we are to start clean in 2016, we must commit to putting past failures past disappointments, past sins in our lives behind us. This is a brand new year, 2016, the first Sunday. And if we're going to start clean, we must be committed. We must make up in our minds, even today, if we haven't also done so, done, if we haven't already done so, that I'm going to put past failures, the failures of 2015 behind, past disappointments, the pa even the past sins of 2015 are behind me. That's what Paul proclaims in the text. Notice verse 13 where he writes, but one thing I do, Paul says, forgetting those things which are behind. The word forgetting means that I'm not going to allow my past to impede my progress. Be it good or bad, it will not stand in my way of doing the things that God has called me to do this year. Now, one of the ways the devil, our enemy, Satan, seeks to depress, distress, and dilute our service to God is by throwing the past up in our faces. That's one of the ways he seeks to bring us down, by throwing the past up in our face. How many times have we been on a roll? You know, we're on a roll. We're riding a, a high tide. 
How many times have we been rejoicing in the Lord, having a good time in the Lord, thinking about what God has done for us and what God is doing? How many times have we been working diligently in the church, enjoying the fellowship of one another, enjoying worship, praying, singing, having a good time in the Lord, only to have our spiritual bubble burst by someone or something that reminds us of our past. Anybody, can anybody identify with that? You've been having a wonderful time, doing good, only to have somebody come up and remind you of something that happened in the past. How many times have we turned over a new leaf only to have someone or something turn the leaf over again on the ugly side, if you will, in an effort to show us that we're not all of that because of what we used to be and what we used to do. Now, truth be told, just to be real about it, all of us have things in our past that we're not pleased with. All of us have things in our past that we're not pleased with. And just in case there is somebody listening to me today who feels like this is not the case, how many of us here today would like for God to show a DVD, a movie clip of our actions? In the past, and just in case we got some folk that are feeling real holy, how about if God just showed a clip of our thoughts? We may not have done the act, but but suppose God just showed on the screen for everybody to see. Suppose he put our thoughts in living color on the screen. Yeah, all of us have some things in our past that we're not, we're not pleased with. All of us, no matter how upright we are, all of us have skeletons in our closet. All of us have skeletons in our closet. All of us, the Bible says, have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. All the folks you watch on television, all the folks you watch on radio, regardless of what title they wear, they can be bishop, they can be prophet, they can be whatever, Every one of them have not, like every one of us, have not measured up to God's standards of holiness. Oh, to be sure, we have some pretty impressive stuff on our spiritual resumes, don't we? To be sure, um, um, some of our religious accomplishments are stunning. Absolutely, some of our spiritual achievements are remarkable. In fact, we look good on Facebook. Our blogs blossom. Our tweets are tremendous. Yet at the dawn of the morning as well as the end of the day, we have some stuff in our history, even back in 2015, that makes us cringe even now as we think about it. All of us got stuff back there. It makes us cringe. It makes us shiver. It makes us shake in our boots just to think about it. But Paul reminds us on this first Sunday of 2016, a brand new year, Paul reminds us to put that stuff behind and stop allowing the flops, the flounderings, and the failures of yesterday and of yesteryear to hold us back. 
Paul says, stop it. Paul says, forget about it. Paul says, put it behind. Water under the bridge is gold forever. Crying over spilled milk is senseless. Turning back the hands of time ain't gonna happen. Reminiscing about what could have, should have, or would have been is a useless exercise in fertility. It's a waste of time. Turning back the hands of time won't happen, but Paul reminds us in his own way that it's all good because Jesus, the babe of Bethlehem, Jesus, the Messiah, the one we celebrated his birth last week, Jesus, the Savior of the world, paid your sins and mine in full on Calvary's cross so we can now put the old behind us. Put off the old and put on the new so that we can turn the page, so that we can leave the deep, dark, depressing, despondent, dehumanizing, degrading days of our past. Paul reminds us to let it go. Let's do it. Let's just make it happen. Second, Paul continues in verse 13 with these words. He says, and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. If we are to start clean, In 2016, we must reach forward. The term reaching forward in the text means to stretch one's self. It's going to be a stretch. It carries the idea of one who is intentional. That means on purpose, intentional about reaching, and one who reaches with intensity. Paul says through the text, My reaching is planned. No, he said, I reach. Paul says, my reaching is planned. My reaching is calculated. It's on purpose. My reach is not a casual, half-hearted gesture, but I'm passionate. I'm enthusiastic. I'm fired up about reaching those things which are ahead. That's what Paul is saying. He said, I'm fired up about it. So y'all can sit back if you want. He said, but I'm fired up about reaching those things that are ahead of me. Paul understood that his future in the Lord was bright. How many of you know today that as a Christian, your future in the Lord is bright? Those who don't know God may as well live it up. They may as well ball as best they can. They may as well just do it to the best of their ability because it's all downhill from here. But those who know Jesus, those who have trusted in his finished work on Calvary's cross, those who have committed their lives to him realize that our future is bright. That's where Paul was. He realized that his future was bright. Regardless of what was going on around him, Paul understood that his future in God was bright. He understood that God had great things 
in store for him. How many of you here today understand that as a Christian, God has great things in store for you, regardless of what you read in the newspaper, regardless of what you see on television, regardless of what people tell you, God has great things in store for you. The devil doesn't want you to know that, but I'm here to tell you that God has some good stuff in store for you. Paul was well aware of the fact that God was going to use him as a conduit, as a catalyst, as an advocate, as an agent, as an ambassador, as a messenger, as a missionary, as a mentor, as a model, as a preacher, as a teacher, and so much more in his kingdom design and for his kingdom purposes. God knew, uh, Paul knew that God was going to use him. And so Paul joyfully accepted God's will for his life, and he writes in the text, I'm stretching out. I'm stretching out in the service of the Lord. I'm giving it the best that I have. I'm stretching out. I'm reaching forward to, to those things which are ahead. Good hope. I believe with all my heart that God wants us to reach forward in 2016 with revised intentionality and with renewed intensity. I believe that with all my heart. I believe God wants every member of Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church and, and every Bible-believing church to be actively engaged on the front lines of ministry. Four pillars of our church this year from Vision 2016 is, is evangelism and and, 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 this, and discipleship and, and outreach. And already we're stretching forward with this trip to Haiti. And all, already we're, we're launching out into the deep. We're, we're launching out. We're stretching in terms of our marriage and family ministry this year. I believe God wants every member of our church to be involved in at least one ministry to be on the front line, on the cutting edge of what he's doing. Our church family and Christianity is not a spectator sport. There are no second stringers here. All of us are starting players. All of us are on the first string. All of the associate pastors, all of the ushers, all of the, all, every single member is on the team. And God wants us all on the field, on the track, and on the court doing what he's called us to do. I believe God wants us to be vigorous, to vigorously pursue winning lost family members to Christ, winning friends to Christ, winning neighbors and co-workers and strangers and even enemies to Jesus in an unprecedented fashion this year. I just believe that. I believe God wants us to be all out trying to win everybody who will listen to us to Jesus Christ. I believe in 20, 20, I believe 2016 is our year to reach forward more compassionately and more generously towards the myriad of needed people we will encounter this year. Just a few months back, I was up in New Jersey, Sister Pickett and I, I was preaching at my cousin. Uh, he had celebrating 20 years with Peace
Peaceful Zion Church there in East Orange, New Jersey. And as we rat rode in a vehicle uh, with a friend of mine in, uh, from Newark over to, to uh, East Orange and, and back, my friend John's wife said, looked out, and we saw all of the people. She said, and the people here are just so needy. What do we see when we look out? Do we see beyond the facades? Do we see beyond the fancy cars? Do we see beyond the, the fancy clothes? Do we see beyond the fancy titles on the doors of the offices where we work? Do we see needed people? People are needed. People need Jesus. I believe 2016 is our year to be more sympathetic towards people whose hearts are broken. Be more sympathetic towards people whose hopes have been deferred and dreams have been shattered. I believe God wants us to reach forward and encourage people living in despair. People convinced that no one cares about them, not even God. We all know people like that. We all know people struggling with some type of addiction. People who who drink too much, people who smoke too much, people who gamble away their income. We all know people who are hooked on pornography or some other sinful vice. We all know people who have been betrayed by those they trusted. We all know people who have been wounded by so-called friends and kicked to the curb by people they tried to help thrown under the bus after giving their best of service and put out to pastor after investing much of their lives in relationships they thought would last a lifetime. Words of Paul in the text reminds us as we stand in the doorway of this new year to reach forward and touch those people, touch the lives of needed people, Touch the lives of hurting people. Touch the lives of rejected and dejected and disappointed people. Touch the lives of people who have been hurt and people who have been wounded with the gospel of Jesus Christ. But we must, in order to do this, we must reach beyond. Paul will remind us of our conference zone. We must reach beyond the comfort of our beautiful, well-decorated sanctuary and the comfort of our lovely homes, our places of residence. We must reach beyond our comfort zones and reach forward. Paul would remind us to put it in 21st century vernacular, reach forward into the public housing projects where baby mama, are struggling every day just trying to make it as people drive by and look the other way. We must reach into public housing projects. We must reach forward across the tracks. The people live in desperation and poverty. We must reach forward into the hood. Reach over in Haiti where, where children are just grateful to get a bowl of oatmeal yeah. 
one meal a day. We must reach into situations and circumstances where the faint of heart dare not try. Reach into places that those who are super religious and holier than thou and, 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 and where the self-righteous refuse to travel. We must reach forward to hurting people, confused people who don't even look like us, who don't talk like us, who don't dress like us, and don't even who don't even act like us. Paul said we need to be reaching forward to people. 2016 is our year to reach the lost, the least, and the lonely. Oh, it's good to come here and to sing and to shout and to preach and to pray. There's a place for that. But we must also be reaching, reaching beyond what happens in this sanctuary on Sunday, reaching beyond what happens in this sanctuary on Wednesday, reaching people. We must reach. We must reach the lost, the least, and the lonely. Not with condescending words and patronizing deeds packed with sarcasm, skepticism, and judgmentalism. But rather, we must reach them with genuine messages of hope and healing and restoration. Not stuff that we have made up, not stuff that we have dreamed up, not stuff that we have conjured up, but the message of Jesus Christ. In plain, simple language and terminology that they can understand. We should convey messages like this to the least, the lost, the lonely, the hurting, the confused, the disappointed, the depressed, the dejected. I know you've made a mess of things. But you want to know something? Jesus loves you. I know 2015 was a rough year for you. But I want you to know that I'm praying that 2016 will be the year you experience God in an unprecedented fashion. Somebody needs to hear that. Somebody in your family needs to hear that. Somebody that you're working with, your co-workers need to hear that. Somebody in your neighborhood needs to hear that. Somebody needs to hear you say, I know you must feel like a complete failure. But let me remind you of something. There isn't anything about you broken that my Jesus cannot fix. I know you are disappointed. I know you are embarrassed. I know people treat you like dirt. But let me tell you something. Come to Jesus. And he will take you. He will shape you. And he will make your life brand new. 2 Corinthians 5.17, Paul puts it like this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. People need to hear that God can and God will make you brand new. They need to hear you say, those of you who lift up the bloodstained banner, those of 
you who know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, those of you who have been through some stuff, those of you who know what it's like to be in a storm, those of you who know that if God has to reach way down, he'll pick you up. Those who know for yourself that God can turn your life around. They needed to hear from you that I know you feel like giving up. I did too. I know you feel like giving out. I did too. I know you feel like throwing in the towel. I did too. But I'm reaching forward to tell you that if you turn it over to Jesus, if you surrender to Jesus, he is able. Paul says in Ephesians 3, 20, 21, he is able to do exceedingly. He's able to do abundantly. He's able to do above all that you could ever ask or think according to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. They need to hear you say. You've been out in the rain. They need to hear you say. You've been sick and God has healed your body. They need to hear you say. You've been delivered from your enemies. They need to hear you say. You've been down in your finances and God provided for you. They need to hear you say. I know life for you ain't been no crystal star. And you feel like you had shed more tears. You had more Tears than your share and more than your share of heartaches. But I'm reaching forward today just to let you know that according to my Bible, Isaiah 61 and 3, if you trust in my Jesus, he will give you beauty for ashes. They need to hear you say, I'm not telling you only what I've read and what I've heard, but I'm telling you what I know. He'll give you beautiful ashes. He'll give you the awe of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. They need to hear you say that God is a burden bearer. God will lift your load. God will take care of you. Be not dismayed whatever be tired. They need to hear you say God will take care of you. Tell them as one songwriter put it, I came to Jesus. As I was, I was weary, wounded, and sad, but I found in him. I found in the Lord. I found in Jesus a resting place. And God, God, God has made me glad. God has made me glad. As we prepare to come to the communion table, let us come with the mindset that 2015 is past and gone. Let us come with the mindset that 2016 is a brand new year. 2016 is our year that the old is gone. 2016 is our year that the past is history. Let us come and even bury old grudges. Come and lay to rest old grievances. Come and put aside old grumblings. Come and make a commitment to Jesus in 2016 to follow him wherever he leads. 
come saying to this communion table today, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes to your will and your way. Yes, Lord. I will trust you and obey. Yes, Lord. When the Spirit speaks to me in my whole heart, I'll agree. In 2016, my answer will be yes. Yes. Yes, Lord. Yes.